0: up, everybody. My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, July 6th. Hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. And of course it is Monday, so it's time to talk NBA tonight. But before we get into that, let's give you a, a rundown of what, we, what the network has for you this week. As uh, very exciting that Tuesday, tomorrow, will be uh, the debut of Raider Jim's horse racing podcast as we get you ready for opening day on Friday. It's already here. Um, It's going to be behind closed doors, but that's okay. Uh, Technology has blessed us, especially the horse racing game. Um, We we have plenty of opportunities to bet and Raider Jim will have you covered tomorrow. Uh, Also Tuesday uh, is going to be Josh talking about the academic process of the short-term investment. That is sports betting. Tuesdays are the financial time that we look at things and, and, and find a way as, as Josh says, we don't gamble um, because what we're, what we're doing here is looking at the market and looking at short-term sports investments. That's what we're doing here. And uh, Josh will break that down for you tomorrow on Tuesday. Wednesday is 2016 California coach of the year, tennis coach of the year, Brandon Lupian and myself breaking down the top sports story, the g- top betting sports stories of the week and that's going to be a great show as we get closer and closer to this hopefully cornucopia of sports that we're going to get in the next week or two we move to thursday uh talking about matt, matt birds weekly chat about corruption uh he has the east coast cover he has a huge huge footprint in uh st petersburg the the tampa bay area and he is a great um conduit and someone that's awesome to listen to every Thursday we have him that continues this week Friday every no everyone else is talking probably cramming for the NBA right now well our podcast we already got that stuff figured out we're moving on to college football we've already got two conferences taken out if you've missed either the ACC or the AAC head to ecosystems business concierge.com all the content of those two podcasts along with everything we've ever done I don't have to tell you how that valuable that is um, head to that website. That's everything you need. We will be talking Big Ten football on Friday, myself and Josh, as we get you ready to make money watching sports, get you ready to make money watching football. So we move to Saturday is Josh's mental health first aid kit, everything that's going on in 2020. I don't have to tell you that this is a, this has been a year folks, and we're only halfway through. So Saturday's our mental health first aid kit and Sunday is look, selfishly, it's my favorite day. Uh, We have double content day. We're dropping an article on the MLB and a podcast on the MLB. And the best part about it with Major League Baseball returning in a couple weeks, nightly, daily, on Twitter, on a Google spreadsheet, Transparency abounds. you can check it out. We'll have three Major League Baseball picks for you every single day to go along with pretty much every other sport we're going to be dropping for you. So Make sure that when sports return in the next two or three weeks that you are ready to make money watching sports. But let's get down to business tonight. And of course, as I said, Monday, that time to talk a little NBA basketball with our uh, the ESBC's U.S. Local Corruption Historius and really the builder of the podcast uh, principles, Mr. Josh Vizcay. How are you doing tonight, sir?
1: Yeah, every day is a great day. Uh, that we get to be part of the greatest country in the world. Amen. Uh, We always come back. Uh, We're together now. You know, this is not a political podcast. Uh, The only politics that we do talk about is that uh, sports betting should be legal in all 50 states. It should only be taxed at 10% of the winnings. Your losses should be allowed to be deducted from your income that you've made uh, throughout the year, right? And there should not be at any time any uh, mandated juice. Other than that, we, uh, you know, there's only like four days in your life that <clears throat> are horrible. You know, when you lose a parents, other tragedies that happen personally or 9-11 that happens worldwide. Other than that, most every other day you have the opportunity in the richest country in the world to decide whether you're going to be happy or not. And it takes a lot of hard work, but always try to choose happiness over anything else.
0: Agreed. And I, I especially with everything that's going on, it's, you, you could, you could be real negative right now, but I've saw a lot of things, you know, we're halfway home and you know, Hey, maybe we're a second half team. And I think, it's up to us, you know, to do that. And, and the very beginning, when we all got together, uh, obviously we've known each other for a couple years, uh, about three or four years from Scott and Br show on the Mighty 1090, a big uh, powerhouse in the sports scene in San Diego. We all made probably the best first impressions, or at least most of us made the best first impressions you can make is we made each other money. If, if you were smart right. enough to listen to us, uh, it saved us not only time, and energy by, hey, like Josh says, he doesn't have to research the Eagles. I don't have to research the Buccaneers, um, Brandon lupian uh, Craig Miserac. I don't have to research those teams. They're going to tell me what the hell's going on with those guys without me having to sit through a Cincinnati Bengals game, all right? No one wants to do that, at least before Joe Burrow. But right, we all got together, and this – or some of us have gotten together, and we are giving you – value. We talk about the Max Kellermans, the Stephen A. Smiths, the Colin Calder. Yeah. Look, the only thing they're giving you is a headache. We are giving you the keys to make money watching sports. Personally, I'm a sports fanatic. So if I can monetize my favorite hobby, I mean, that's the dream, right? It's the American dream. Um, and this is not a socialist podcast. Um, this is a capitalist podcast. We believe in making money here and uh, collaborating
1: uh uh socialists what they say bernie sanders says mm-hmm. and you can go on youtube and i love bernie sanders and this is not a political podcast and this is not a shot at bernie sanders i love bernie from brooklyn however he said on youtube and you can look it up that capitalists cannot collaborate they cannot work together toward a common goal because they're going to compete against each other and we proved on the podcast and it's in it, Man, the, we're counting down the days, you know, let's say 134 days to the election. And that's another thing. Uh, on the Tuesday podcast, we are going to start breaking down from a betting perspective, the senatorial races, and we're going to break down some congressional close races, try to get you some dogs and maybe some favorites that are 115, 120, that we can get you. So election day, is always like you're watching football on Sunday, you're catching tickets and making money watching election results so I, uh, but but what uh, Bernie Sanders said on YouTube is that socialists they know how to collaborate but commun uh but uh, but capitalists can't and we proven on the podcast with the Supreme Court of betting the high percentages that we would finish fourth in the super contest with those high percentages we got we proved, and it's on the podcast we put it on tape we can listen to them the old ones are more valuable than the new ones because our job is to predict things. So you can see whether we're full of crap or not by listening to the podcast. But even more important, we don't just give people fish. We teach them how to fish in order for them to consistently make money. Since 2011, my wife, Anna, has not bought gasoline if it wasn't from betting money. And I counted it up the other day as in gas, just purely off betting games. And then on top of that, I enjoy watching those games. And the banter with the people texting me all over the country about the crazy things that went on.
0: Exactly. During those I like I like that uh, Bernie from Brooklyn. Is that like that's like Jenny from the Block? But it's
1: right, right, right. Bernie from Brooklyn. Uh- <laughs> I love him. But that's uh, what but America's you- all about. Because you don't have to agree with everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bernie has some good points, and he has some points that I disagree with. But that's what America's all about: being able to listen to everybody's opinion, being able to disagree without being disagreeable.
0: <laughs> so uh, as as we uh, have dive into this podcast this is the time the only way you would do this podcast you told me you said hey you have to give me five minutes in every podcast to rant about adam silver i'm joking kind of but this is the part uh, once again and every time you tell me what it is going to be this week I, i have to say yeah that's a great point um so so what is what is the what did adam do for you this week josh that uh i guess grinds your gears well
1: you know he this man uh started out good you know I really liked him when he started out and ever since then it's gone downhill Uh, I think it's just my pet peeve and part of this podcast is uh, to help me with my mental health uh, to be able to get things off my chest and this these are things you can monetize because as corrupt and as uh, bad as the NBA was under David Stern It is now worse under Adam Silver, right? Adam Silver is a deeply corrupt individual. In the way uh, breaking down Adam Silver helps you, this is the same thing that's going on in your local city councils, right? Because I'm one of, I, I think, a U.S. local political corruption historian. A lot of movies, a lot of stories made about that. But you learn a lot about humanity, and you learn a lot about people are stealing your taxpayers' money, right? And, and, and the NBA does get a tax inspection from the U.S. government. But he is a, the epitome of a sheep, of a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? And it's great to teach your kids, too, you benefit from this, from breaking down an Adam silver and not being fooled by an Adam Silver, who's great at PR, but at the end of the day, uh, the damage he he does is incalculable, right? Uh, Let me break down this week's gripe, right? Uh, Of course, uh, to give you an idea of the gripes, uh, he has yet to pay people back for the NBA League Pass, all right, in March, April. May, June, four months without NBA, but yet when I called Cox Cable, they said, No, you cannot have a credit for your NBA league pass <laughs> because the NBA hasn't given us the money, right? So a guy like Adam Silver will look down on you. He's giving $28, 000, $28 million to Duke, right? And we covered that last week. Who gets the easier schedule, right? The public is led by Duke, superstar um whatever his name is. Zion. Zion. Zion Williamson. Right? And, and if you don't think there's a connection <laughs> you, you, then then uh I have a bridge to sell you in Florida right now. In some swamp plant without COVID nineteen in Florida that I could sell you right now. If you don't believe that there's a connection with the frozen envelopes and everything else that goes gone on. Right? So those are the types of gripes I've had against Adam Silk. This week's gripe is related to the horrible tragedy that's gone on in hong kong and so if you're a lover of democracy like I, and this is the thing right the supreme court came down with uh, a ruling that in the electoral college the electoral college voter cannot randomly change the vote so if the state voted for trump they can't go in there and bet and, and, and put their you know vote for Biden, right it brings us down that we do not live in a pure democracy. We live in a representative democracy, which is dangerous, which means that the guy from the Electoral College representing you, but he could do what he wants, right? So there's still that thought out there. There's not, you know, and, we, and it's representative, right? So you vote, the guy is required to vote a certain way in the Electoral College, but the president represents you, right? You're not voting on every decision the president makes. However, local city council, right, instead of having elections, what do they do? They appoint, you know, if there's something happens to a guy during a term or a girl, they appoint a crony who's given them money or there's some sort of racketeering involved. Okay? So you have to be, because freedom's not free, you have to be vigil- vigilant about democracy and have as much democracy as possible. So what's going on in Hong Kong makes it horrible because it takes away one of the major financial centers in the world, right? And now it's 100% communist and communism has never worked. So uh, it's a big tragedy for the world. How is Adam Silver involved? You gotta wonder, is Adam Silver not paying me back? For the NBA league pass because he got in bed with China and now he's broke. Because all those deals broke apart. Should have he gotten involved in China anyways, getting a tax exemption from you and I. Right? Now that everything has gone south, he has no money. We go back to the first protest. Where LeBron James, all of them got mad because they had to pull out of China. All right? Adam Silver's job is to educate these guys. Now, the, the entourage LeBron James has around him are really smart, media-savvy, uh, investment-savvy, business-savvy individuals, right? However, uh, since they do not have a well-rounded education, they had absolutely no idea what was going on in China. So that's Adam Silver's job to educate everybody, including himself, of what's going on in China. Now, I encourage everybody listening to this to go up on the website, go on to your favorite podcast platform and listen to the podcast I did, The Curious Case of Benjamin Yu, right? He is a member of the Chinese Communist Party Ran for state assembly in my district, and of course, you know me, I do the number two rule of of betting, right? As my civic duty, you have to research the candidates, right? And because people aren't doing this, this guy tried to slip in. He spent, and I documented and I show the documents, so you're going to see the video on YouTube. He spent $350,000 to run for a state assembly seat. It pays 105000 Why? Because, and you can look at this book called The Stealth War by a general who used to be in the Trump administration. Good friends with Peter Navarro. And it's a very documented book. It's a very, it has, so what they do is give you the game plan of the Chinese Communist Party, right? It's a Ponzi scheme. They try to embroil with dollars with American businessmen and it all ends up falling apart just like it did with, uh, Bernie Madoff. So did Adam Silver get involved in a Ponzi scheme with the Communist Chinese Party, and now all the NBA's money is gone, that they're ready to infect and kill half the league because he's going to have to play in the bubble, and they won't pay the league pass back? We don't know. We just know that there's a lot of red flags around Adam Silver. And for that many reasons, uh, again, uh, I'm asking for Adam Silver to uh, Resignation, and now I'm going further. I think uh, there needs to be an audit by an independent accounting firm, of Adam Silver's and the NBA's dealing with the Chinese because remember, you can't China, China isn't like Germany or Italy or us, the United States. Everything that goes through there, it's a totalitarian communist dictatorship. Anything that runs through there has to go through the Chinese Communist Party. And again, we don't get involved in politics, but I encourage everybody listening to this not to use WePay. WePay is run by the Chinese government. And all they're doing is stealing your information, stealing all kinds of data from you when when you use WePay. So I encourage you not to use that. And I encourage the NBA never to do any dealings with China, to completely uh, sever any ties. Adam Silver needs to resign immediately. And we need a forensic audit of the NBA's dealings with China.
0: And I'll, I'll take it either, I don't know if it's a step further or a step back. Right. Um, it, this all goes back to earlier this basketball year. I think it was uh, November, October, November preseason. They were going to go to China. And Daryl Morey, the Rockets general manager, just shot off a tweet that's pretty innocuous i mean if you're if you're a humanitarian it really doesn't sound anything crazy um but it was uh here it is right here it says fight for freedom Stand with hong kong if you know what's going on in hong kong hong kong is a island off of the chinese mainland that is under chinese control but the hong kong doesn't want to be under chinese control they want to because it was
1: under the british control originally and they had American capitalism, and they became a jewel, a, a yes. financial set.
0: And they don't want they don't want to be the Chinese communist whatever little right. outpost. So they are, you know, fighting. We're talking about um protest since I mean probably coming up on a year now. And right. if you do actually, I do encourage you. Obviously, please go to our website where we have the Benjamin. You thing. but if you also. Go and look at actually in the last month what Ch- the Chinese government has actually done to the civil liberties of the people of Hong Kong. And well, well, is, uh, on, the,
1: on the website, I'll set up links where people can read that.
0: Yeah, but it's just incredible because we're in a situation where, and, and this is more, you got your Adam Silver. This for me is, to, this is to LeBron James. Right. This, my gripe to you, LeBron James, was... You got mad when, um, I, I forget who it was, said, oh, you know, shut up and dribble. And you know what? I thought it was a stupid Laura, thing. Laura Ingram. If, thank you. I thought, you know what? LeBron, if you want to use your platform, go for it. Personally, politics and sports, I don't like it when they mix. But, hey, it's a free country. You do with it what you will. Okay? If you're in that position, go for it. Whatever. Um, but he then when this came out, Daryl Morey makes this tweet and. China freaks out and pretty much that's what right. happened to the deal. That the, the NBA went, uh oh, we had X billions of dollars tied up in China. Daryl Morey almost got fired for this. Right. Once again, a situation of you can speak up unless it's something that someone's going to lose a lot of money on. Right. So LeBron James. But it shouldn't have been
1: right. Our, our point, and I and I've known you long enough that uh, I know you agree with it. The NBA shouldn't have been involved in any dealings with China to begin.
0: Definitely. I mean, yeah, but that's like telling a, a cat not to go hunt. I mean, the, the, right. the, a company like the NBA is going to go look for the biggest money. And not only that, they're looking for the international market. I mean, that's that's their East Coast messiah. If they can get the right. NBA all over there. But back to LeBron, in terms of you speaking up and, and, and talking about Black Lives Matter and the movement, I love it. I, it's great. But we go back. So before this season started, you were so vocal in the fact, oh, I'm so I'm so mad that I have to talk about Hong Kong and stuff like that. Well, those people are being oppressed right now.
1: Well, we're well why don't we talk yeah. about
0: them? Why aren't you talking about them? Why did you make it such a big deal that, oh, now I have to talk about this? Why is it only convenient for you to talk about social issues? It doesn't go both ways, LeBron. I think if you're going to use a platform for it, good. Go for it, but it's not whenever it's convenient for you. It's not whenever the money goes into your pocket. And most people don't see through that hypocritical uh, bullshit. But on this podcast, most of you do already. But if you haven't, this that podcast is. will definitely steer you in that right direction because it's. We don't get political. It, yeah, I, yeah I, get I little think one is a tremendous athlete. He's somebody that I would I would love to see play basketball live. Um, right. But but. I, I I look at hypocritical stuff like that, especially when it comes to China and what is going on there right now. Um, it's it's sad and and it goes back to what Josh said about the money. It's it's the um, it's the cash flow. It's the pig. It's the money pig that's probably more than they'd like to admit. Like you said, the money that's been tied up in China. I wouldn't be surprised if that Wuhan lab is NBA sponsored. But. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't, I wouldn't go that. You know, yeah. we don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. When people talk about, we don't gamble on this podcast. We make short term investments, right? We we make a, a bet based on information, based on uh, financial and business process, fundamental analysis, technical analysis, decision science. A lot goes in. Around the podcast, we talk about 240 years of watching for experiential learning. A lot goes into making a, a decision you know, on, on which team to put your hard-earned money in. But if I know it, right, and do I got an MBA? security? Adam Silver knows that um, Chinese money is monopoly money. You're making a bet. And when you make a bet, I hate to say it, right, but it's, it's like drug dealing. When you're a guy like me, Brandon Furst, who – been raised the right way. If something crazy happens, and we're drug dealing and we make a big score, you don't continue drug dealing. You cut your losses and you leave. Because it's a dangerous situation. Okay, You weren't brought up. You know, guys that were brought up in the game and that's what they did. Okay, they can do it 24-7. Guys like Brandon Ferguson, I can't. You got to make your big score and you're out. This is well, not like, a lifestyle for you. And you that's
0: podcasting. what happened in
1: China. Yeah.
0: Jim Conway said you have a certain amount of luck in right. Right. you know? You're there's right. only a certain amount like you're not gonna, you know, win the win the win the lottery or win the powerball four times because you right. just got lucky. No. no. You win it once and then get yourself in a bubble because any the next time you need luck, no, you're on the wrong side of that. Exactly. Um, so it, when they make their money in is.
1: China, China is a Ponzi scheme. They don't have it's not there's not a 7-Eleven every corner where there's money circulating. Or they don't have insurance companies. They don't have capitalism, right? So it's monopoly money. It's a huge Ponzi scheme. So Adam Silver should have known this and gotten the money and gotten out instead of trying to make a, a relationship that lasted way too long and imploded. And now he's stolen four months of the NBA league pass. And now he's in that bubble, right? So, yeah. So now you know why I go on these Adam Silver rants. Because this is the one the man thinks he's running a major sports. You know, hey, and to be honest, I benefit from Adam Silver more than most people because I've been able to study Adam Silver's corruption. Not only study it, but monetize it, convert it into Bitcoin, convert it into gasoline for Anna, convert it into hotel rooms in Vegas, drink tickets and it for even more money, right? So, uh, and I'm not making a moral judgment on Adam Silver. I'm just saying that he's not good for society, and he's not good for the NBA. So he should resign.
0: Agreed. And uh, I, 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 I'll I, go as far as to say it is a more, if if it is a situation – uh, where it is a Ponzi scheme and st- stuff like that, I do think it is a moral situation because you are dealing with a, com- a a country that um, has a lot of. They're committing genocide right now. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And by the way, this pandemic that we're uh, dealing with, uh, a lot of blame goes to them. Just, just a reminder. Anyways, we will uh, move on to the next topic, and this is a topic or a question I, I should ask. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The uh, next uh, topic, I'll ask you this question, and it's something that is a big part of betting in the NBA, but it's not going to happen. And it's the travel. So, with no travel, how do we exploit exploit the tired legs of a season where, generally, I mean, what the, the you're going to go hop on a bus for five ten minutes, and that's your travel. So, how do we exploit those tired legs? Because there will be tired legs.
1: It goes back to, uh, really, you make as much money as anything else with uh, short-term investment and and, um, betting and and researching these games, looking at the schedule, how the schedule plays out, all right? Uh, Which teams are playing back-to-back, right? Which teams are playing five games and six nights, so, in lieu of the travel, what you put in when you start handicapping these games, when you start breaking them down, is going to be pace. Who has a fast pace like Houston, uh, Sacramento, the Pelicans, young players? Who has a deep bench? All right. Uh, who's tanking? Right. So, I, I think the Wizards are the ones that are going to be. I don't. I don't see anybody on the Wizards. Scott Brooks is not the type of guy who can make something out of nothing. There's nobody on the Nets. Uh, Irving's out for the year. Durant decided not to. And it seems like Durant's the coach general manager type. He thinks he's a, a billionaire. He's, he's hanging out with all the Silicon billionaires. He thinks like he's a master strategist, controller. And, and that's what I see him influencing. He got Kenny Atkinson fired from there. So they're really a team without a coach. You got to look the Nets to be just bottom dwellers, just get blown out of every game. Uh, you got middling teams like the Celtics, the Bucks, the Spurs. All right, uh, Trailblazers play oh, a fast uh, pace. The Bucks? Yeah, they're a middling team as far as pace is concerned. Okay. Okay. They're not, they're, yeah, they're not a. Uh, Run it up and down, throw it from one end of the court to the next. Type. I'm talking about. Just just wanted
0: to make sure on that one. Okay, I definitely hear you on that
1: one. Yeah, they're probably gonna win the East. They got set up for the Eastern Elite team, but they're not a running gun. The guy used to be uh, assistant with the with the Spurs, but they're not like a running gun type team. So you got to look at the Raptors. They like a fast pace. You look at. the Thunder have not necessarily a fast pace on uh, offense, but they do on defense. Billy Donovan, Billy Donovan likes to stretch out the court and and trap and, and play full court on defense. So you got to look for them to wear people down and watch for the Thunder uh, fourth quarter line. Chris Paul, Chris Paul can get easy buckets at the end of the game, and Billy Donovan is going to wear them out, trapping and playing full court defense the Pelicans, okay? And then teams like the 76ers and the Pacers, uh, you got to look for them to pay that, that slow pace. So you're looking at slow pace teams, fast-paced teams. And when a fast-paced team plays a slow pace team, and let's say the slow-paced team has played three games in four nights, the, the fast-paced team is going to blow them out. And that's how we're gonna make easy money betting on these games.
0: Is there any? Um. Because obviously they're going to be playing in Orlando, uh, and it's gonna be you know they're not playing outside or anything. Is right. there anything to the hey um, growing up in Florida, growing up in the Panhandle, growing up or playing college or even Billy Donovan having? A house he there ran camps in the summertime in Florida. Well, he has a house how there. do you deal with the heat? How do you deal with the humidity? Um, is there an advantage to the southeastern players?
1: Well, the the heat's so bad, if you walk four or five feet, it's going to affect you. Now, what I've been thinking about is Doc Rivers has a house in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Billy Donovan not only has a house in Orlando, he owns a private uh, school. It's an elementary school. Uh, it's a junior high and high school. There's no kids there. I'll be shocked if the whole team doesn't have a whole run of the place. Right? So maybe there isn't a heat because they're inside gyms. Uh, another thing to look at is uh, if there's a broken air conditioning. That'll happen if an air conditioning breaks through the middle of a the game, then they're going to stop the game. You're going to keep going. And that's going to give the advantage to the guys who've been down there in the heat the whole time. But. Comfort level if these are professional athletes. So the difference between, you know, team one and team 10 really isn't that much when you look at it. If you saw these guys at the airport, you would notice the difference between the top and me between the Lakers and the Raptors. If you didn't know, if you lived in another country and didn't watch the NBA, you went to an airport and you saw the Mavericks and the Lakers, you wouldn't know the difference between the two teams. You know? So the fact that maybe um, the the Thunder have the run of the place At a whole school Where they can just chill Have their beds Run around with their families uh, Their kids have their own private playgrounds And whatever else is going on at that school uh, They have a huge advantage With comfort level Same thing with Doc Rivers Doc Rivers Because land in Florida is cheaper Has a horse farm Has a huge mansion Has like 20 rooms for staff and stuff. I would be shocked if, if the clip, and it's right there in Orlando. there. I would be shocked. If the, he has a tennis court that he converts to a basketball court where they could probably have their own practices. I'll be shocked if he's not using that facility. I think they have a huge advantage. I think Palenka kind of alluded to it in an LA Times article. They have a huge advantage uh, as far as comfort levels concerned. They just have a more comfortable setting than teams at a hotel. Perfect.
0: And uh, one last uh, one last question is really something we talk about in, on the podcast a lot. It works in some sports. Definitely doesn't work in football. Of course, I'm talking about analytics. Um, there are the... Daryl Morey, I talked about him earlier. Right. This. He's a incredibly analytical guy. Um, Smart I'll play, guy. I'll, I'll see like uh, on the... Um, whatever stat thing it's like the PER and all that and I've seen it in uh, Major League Baseball the, the, the three letter acronyms that just are all kinds of crazy things do analytics work in the NBA
1: now, analytics works in baseball all right. uh, I know that from someone I work close with they have a math degree from MIT they have World Series rings, multiple playoff rings using analytics in baseball. However, uh, she will not take on any uh, NFL clients because there's just too many variables, right? To ensure result, you eliminate variants and covariates. And in the NFL, you have 42 guys who can possibly dictate an outcome of every play, right? Too deep. People get hurt all the time in the NFL, and you'll have a backup safety that'll come in, or a backup cornerback that'll come in, and give up a big play because they know it right away. Then you have special teams. You have blocked punts. You have missing assignments. You have how many times we hear the um, snapper got hurt? Who's the backup snapper? Oh, we're going to use Charlie, who, um, or we're going to use JJ Watt, who uh, his second year at Wisconsin. Uh, snapped once. Now he's snapping back there, right? So, for that reason, uh, Cleveland went 0-16 using the pedestrian. Who are they using again? The pedestrian, right? Uh, guys like Matt Patricia have gone <laughs> 100% in analytics, and you see them do crazy decisions. Doesn't work in football. Doesn't work in basketball. Uh, what she does is says she it, it can't, but you have to have two outstanding players, right? Because in baseball, it's the pitcher and the catcher, right? So the pitcher and the catcher, and then the, the, the batter, right? We got maybe three people and the umpire, four, who decide the outcome, and the pitcher pitches through a location, and the defense is set accordingly. The people that make it to the major league are really, really good at defense. Really good at everything, but 100% of all of them are good at defense. So they don't make mistakes. Guys that are good at defense, get hidden, right, at first base or right field. So uh, basketball can, if you have two dominant players, because they control the whole thing, Pippen, right, and Jordan, Shaq and Kobe, so on and so forth. So, oh, it does not work, but you look at Houston, and I like Houston a lot, right? Uh, because everybody's focused on the Lakers and the Clippers, but Houston has two dominant players, right, in the style of the play with a lot of stamina. and These guys have been off for four months. These are elite athletes. Uh, and now they're supposed to get in shape and blah, blah, blah. So watch out for Houston. So analytics does not work, except under those circumstances that Houston are in, and Maury's a smart guy. However, right? like Dr. Bergs and Fa- Dr. Fossey and everybody's been telling us we have to base. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York says, you know, he makes a good point. You can have your own opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, right? This is the United States of America. We all have first amendment rights. You're entitled to your own opinion. However, you are not entitled to your own facts. And the fact is that an analytic-driven team has never won an NBA title, has never won a Super Bowl. Okay? Now, the caveat I have to that is old school John Wooden. John Wooden said that the most important word in the English dictionary is balance. So while analytics has not won a title in the NBA or in football, there are key statistics that are a factor, right? And being able to predict the outcome, right? Like Cam Newton going to the Patriots. For me, the important statistic is that a a quarterback that gets three first downs with their legs, the team wins 70% of the time, right? So, in basketball, uh, if 80% of your production comes from 20% of your players, right, historically proven, then you're in good shape. So, big, you know, Harden and Westbrook, right, there's going to be 20% of the starting five It's going to give you 80% of the production, right? So that eliminates uh, a few variables standing in, in the way of the Houston Rockets. So you gotta be balanced. You can't like completely dismiss analytics, but to uh, put all your eggs in one basket, right? As we get older, we start using cliches and phrases, but it stood the test of time for a reason. So you cannot put all your eggs in an analytic basket. You get, you have to have diversity.
0: And I agree, because at the at the end of the day, analytics and the eye test, for it's the like, most part, like you're going to look at a player like you could look at Mike Trout. You could look at LeBron James. You can look at, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard. And you can go, wow, that's a really good player. You don't need analytics to tell you that. And it, it is – it's broken down perfectly. It's common I mean, sense. With, exactly, which is, of course, not that common. And right. um, with baseball, it's the it's the three outcome principle. Now, okay, a balk or a stolen base, but for the most part, it's three possibilities. Right. Either a ball or a strike, it's a ball in play or it's a foul ball. One right. of those three situations. Um, as we've talked about football, look, who knows? Uh, Cam Newton could fumble a ball. And then do you have an analytic for him not going to dive for the ball? No, there's not an analytic for that. So, or, or at least a uh, number for that. But in basketball, it's, it's so we go from what three possible outcomes to football which is I mean I'm, I don't know the math but a lot of possible outcomes and then basketball which is kind of in the middle and it is similar to like you said it, the analytics works in certain situations you talked about it before the podcast where if you can shoot 34 percent from three point okay. you were you were you were more productive than if you shoot 50% from the uh field goal or from the, uh, from two point. Those type of analytics to a point are there. Now you take off the fact, well, if you're shooting threes, you're probably not going to the free throw line Um, and you're doing other things as well, but that's another story. And in basketball, I think there are possibilities for analytics to work, but you have to find them. Um, even in football, certain situations, if you want to look at maybe, uh, in the second half with less than two minutes to go and you're at your 50 yard line and it's fourth and two. Okay, we could look at analytics for that. Maybe not to be the end all be all, but it'd be nice to see, hey, about 35% of the time when teams run the ball here, they run it up the middle. Hey, so they might be expecting something outside, something like that, just little things like that. But when you're building your game plan around analytics in a sport where when you dribble that damn ball down the floor, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things could happen. It's difficult. And and one thing I'll say about my 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 bestie, Matt Patricia. Even <laughs> if even if analytics worked in football, Matt Patricia is not smart enough to, to exploit it enough to get it out. Um, so when we talk about analytics not working in football, I think he's a terrible um, example just because I don't think he could have made it work anyway. Um, love you, Matt. Not really. Uh, you made me a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, I'll always, always be thankful. And I'm sorry, you're making me a lot of money because of course, there. The, the brain trust and the poor um, and I literally mean Quinn, well, you know, four,
1: as, as four. much as we want to blame Matt Patricia, yeah. Bob Quinn, the general manager who hired him is just his fault. Well, at least in the eyes of the Detroit fans. I didn't even know who Bob Quinn was until I heard uh, Detroit. I guess they allow people to curse on the radio. (laughs) Detroit the fans were calling, crying, cursing at Bob Quinn. The only way you can
0: have uh, sports talk radio in Detroit is if you allow anybody and everybody (laughs) to curse or else. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Comedy Central after midnight. You watch South Park and you're like, oh, there was no beep on that one. Like, okay, it must be past midnight. But it, it's, it's it's interesting, though, to see teams try. And I think the Rockets, lately, they've built a team around analytics and they've been successful. They're a fun team to watch. But they're not going to win championships. It's, a, it's, it's the old uh, uh, offense win games, defense wins championships. Um, the steady teams, like you talked about, the teams that you control possession, if the Clippers can keep the Lakers under, I don't know, I there's a number. I want to say 100. I don't know how easy that would be. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But there's a number. If they keep them under, the Lakers will not beat them because of the way the Clippers play. Um, and it used to, honestly, it was the way that the Spurs did it with Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan. I mean, they were talented, don't get me wrong, but never were they, or very few times were they the best three or the big three, but they played it their um uh tempo and every time the Spurs play it's a coaching mismatch um because Greg Popovich is just I think Bill Belichick is the Greg Popovich of football, not the other
1: one. Oh, yeah. Well yeah. if you look at the record in the championships, uh the facts you can make you can have your own opinion, but the facts would bake up would back up what you just said. And uh yeah I
0: mean Just like that, the results speak for themselves in terms. And
1: that's why you guys start looking these unders. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of value out there. Um, And I mean, I'm just—I was just looking over the, just the futures. I mean, they—they're pretty much—they give you three, pretty much favorites. It's the Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks. Those are the three, and then they figure everybody else will be fighting for fourth place. I, I I know we've kind of talked about it. I am not completely sold on the Lakers. And I'm I, in terms of getting to the finals, I think um, the NBA will do every single thing in their power, like we talked about, Lakers-Pelicans first round, and uh, Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference finals. But as we alluded to in other podcasts, in a situation, Lakers versus Clippers, the Clippers have the advantage. They're more composed. They're more. I mean, LeBron. There's probably only one player in the NBA that LeBron actually fears, and it's it's Kawhi. He's right. he's kind of the quiet assassin. LeBron's probably always felt that you kind of have to be um, vocal and, and and remind everybody you're the best player in the world. And and Kawhi's kind of the guy that's like, hey, um, if if you're king, you don't need you don't need to tell people you're king. And I think they have a coaching, um, they, are, they have the better coach, Doc Rivers the better coach. I think the team built is built better. And we still don't know. I mean, what's going to happen mentally? Um, this it might not like be the, the greatest thing ever. The sound like
1: chaos. Exactly. Like, I, mean, I mean, it could be possible they put it together, but you go at the end of the game, uh, there's gonna be conflict, right? Cause LeBron's gonna wanna take it. R- versus the post guy they have from Kentucky. That guy, Anthony Davis. Uh, Anthony Davis, AD. Um, we have uh, K- uh, KP three, who's gonna you know, gonna want to take his jumper. The, the antidote to him is um, Lou Williams on the Clippers. But you go with variables again, right? Uh, Kawhi is gonna be taking the last shot it's no question. Paul George is not going to be involved. I think Paul George brings the analytics side to it. He gives him the second uh, big time player. But then you have guys, to your point, like Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly types on the Clippers.
0: I I, I believe Patrick Beverly's opting out of the season. Is he? Yeah, I think he's. He had a. He has a. Child at home. I believe that is has a precondition. If you just want to finish your thought, I'll actually look that up. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna look up Patrick temporarily
1: because I'm surprised because he's such a.
0: Well, it's a, it's a family thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't think anybody can um, jump on jump on him for that. Uh, I could be wrong though. Like I said.
1: Yeah, because I, I I was. I was reading the other day where he was playing. Looked look that up in the Only Times. Yeah, he's saying that he's playing every team yeah, like right. the, the Gold State Warriors.
0: It was somebody else. Fair enough. Sorry yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Anyways.
1: No, yeah, no. I was making sure about Patrick Beverly. Yeah, he says that he's playing every team like they're the Golden State Warriors. He's a tough guy. I love him for um, tackling uh, the balls. When the Ball brothers were acting crazy, You went right after them. Uh, and that's the type of guys on the Clippers that I think are going to make a difference, that they're going to be organized. But there's some teams you got to watch out for. Uh, Houston and Dallas. Because Dallas was a developing team. You felt that they were going to be really good next year. Well, next year has come. You got four months off, time to regroup, and time for guys to. Uh, their coach was a really good coach. Carlisle uh, had them all working on the weaknesses he saw during the season. So it's almost like an off season where they're coming back to their new team. And I think one team when when you look at uh, stories out there. Which team is going to benefit the most and look totally different coming back? I would say is Dallas. Because Dallas had a lot of young guys and you have an organized coach like Carlisle who gave them a booklet during the pandemic uh, of what they can improve on. Right? He wasn't one of those guys, wasn't thinking about his family, wasn't thinking about COVID-19, not into social justice or the riots, right? not concerned with the recession because he has these great grandkids are rich with all this money he made as an NBA player and now as a coach what he was concerned about was communicating to the players how they can improve so when the season started again uh, he could uh, satisfy his competitive urges for the the Mavericks to get on top so that's what you gotta look at right a lot of uh, conventional wisdom will be turned on its ear So the second four games are going to be interesting where you might want to pick Dallas as a dog, Houston as a dog, and you might want to pick some overs. As games get out of control, as uh, fast-paced teams like Sacramento, uh, Houston, teams like that, wear out the other teams. And the opposite would be with the Miami Heat We're going to be very, very uh, organized. And to first report point, uh, Miami beat the Miami Heat are going to play at home. Every game is going to be a home game for them as far as them being able to sleep in their own beds. Taking a short.
0: I realized why I thought it was Patrick Beverly who is opting out. Um, It's it's the Lakers version of Patrick Beverly, uh, a.k.a. Avery Bradley, pretty much the same player uh, plays Plays for the Lakers, uh, but he will be the one opting out. Play. Player.
1: He plays the same role.
0: Exactly, exactly. He's literally, it's almost, I was thinking about it, uh, three syllables in in one name, two in the other. But pretty much, I mean, like I said, the same exact type of player. Um, and, and well, The just, same role,
1: man, because you think of uh, Nene, you think of P.J. Tucker, mm-hmm. you think of Joaquim Noah. They're all guys that play that same role. And uh, Joaquim Noah is now on the Flippers. Yeah. Perfect for a team that's looking to win a title because he's just going to come in there, play minutes. He's going to bang around. He's going to try to get in people's heads, start fights. He's going to get, he's going to get his six fouls and he's going to get a bunch of rebounds. He's not looking to score, but you'll see him get a few offensive rebounds. Oh, and this is the other thing to look at. Huge key. It's always a huge key in the NCAA tournament. And now with basically a shortened season, offensive rebounding. And that's why Joaquin is there, because it's going to be a differentiator in the close game. It's going to be offensive rebound. Which, you know, AD, that's what all AD is about. It's offensive rebound.
0: And even going back to your Dallas Maverick point, I think that is a nice pick also because it, it also checks the box on our uh, the NBA would not be opposed to seeing uh, Luka Doncic, whether it's in the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. I think the NBA Finals probably a bit much, but I don't think the the NBA would be totally opposed to seeing a Kawhi Luka, uh, depending on how the seeds would add up. But um, Luka is – They is, need a white guy
1: for the suburbs.
0: Well, I mean, at that point – most of these people are, are calling him uh, Donald at that point or because they can't pronounce Donchich. But uh, he's, he's, a, he's a really fun player to watch, and he's somebody that the NBA can definitely get behind. But
1: Well, you got to look at Gordon Haywood. This, this helps Gordon Haywood. Helps him heal, right? Usually it takes a year to come back. Well, boom, a year has happened for Gordon Haywood to come back in Boston Celtics, bringing the suburbs, bringing the white guys right into prime time to sell more advertising for adam silver failing adam is chinese mistake sort of they're still like you said they lost a ton of money this is not going to make up for it it's just mitigates a little bit of the damage adam silver has done
0: exactly all righty that's all i have for you any uh, final thoughts from you there josh
1: yeah, no. Oh, we cover a lot of ground, getting people ready, getting people pointed in the right direction so they can do their research. Right, the NBA doesn't start till uh, July thirty first. This is July sixth, so twenty five days before. Look at all the ground we broke down on the teams. What teams are going to do? What's going to be the end of the training camp? All right. What, what are the results going to end up being? We're doing it right now. And that's the way you do it. That's the way you make money watching sports. Because right now, we're relaxed. When you're relaxed, you can process a lot of the information. When you're sitting there trying to figure this out a day or two before the games at the window in Vegas, that's a big mistake. You're not going to have the results we have doing it right now. Months ahead of time.
0: And that's the key. And, 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 and building the value that we are giving you and, and putting it into a situation where
1: when you're monetizing. not getting
0: hit by the recession.
1: Exactly. You're monetizing. You're taking advantage of your time. Always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor. But you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Financial and Betting Podcast Network. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN Betting and Team Report Podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is!